You're no black sheep. You really ought to get that fixed. Get what fixed? Your tail light. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Postalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are going back to 2001, and joining me for a review of Joyride are the ladies of It's About Damn Crime. How are you doing, ladies? Hey. So, you guys are back, and you guys are clearly excited. Um, yes. Got Justine and Brittany. Hi. That's us. That's, that is you guys indeed. Uh, you guys were, let me see, the last one. You know, I think we're starting a trend here. We we like to do movies with um, men asses, you know. So we got yes. two in this one. The last one we did uh, Cruel Intentions, <laughs> right, with our, our uh, BFF, Ryan uh, uh, Philippi, yeah. right? He tweeted at us. And the Selena episode, which is actually the most downloaded episode in a, in a couple of, at least a couple of years. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it is still gaining traction, still being downloaded. So credit to you, ladies. Hi. Oh, I forgot that there was butts in this one. I don't how, know how. How did you forget? What? I don't There's know. Two of them. I know. Huh. And they only had that scene to show Paul Walker's butt. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is one beautiful man. Uh, he is definitely one of my celebrity man crushes for sure. I agree. Mine too. Not mine. Uh, oh, I was I was definitely uh, sad, you know, uh, to hear about his passing a, a few yeah. years back. So, um, you know, before we get started, ladies, if anyone missed the couple episodes you guys have been on, um, tell them a little bit about it's about damn crime. So, Justine. Oh man, it's always me. <laughs> you uh, guys got to do paper rock scissors. <laughs> so we uh, host a true crime podcast that focuses on cases featuring people of color. Yep, and. That's it's, us in a nutshell. Yeah, that's pretty. It's a it's a a more funny podcast than it is serious. That's true. Yeah, we're actually L- not that a little bit of both. Bit. I mean, you guys have your moments. <laughs> you have your moments. Uh, you guys have a great segment which lends itself to your guys's listeners, stranger danger, uh, where mm-hmm. listeners, um, you know, submit their own personal stories of encounters. And that was a little bit of an inspiration for this movie, this movie review, a joyride. Uh, but, you know, you guys are definitely my favorite dynamic duo in, well, trio, if you want to count uh, Scott now. Nah, um, count. You know, yeah, <laughs> in the true crime world. Uh, I mean, I, I listen to three and uh, you two are my favorite to listen to weekly. Um, oh, so thanks, I really do enjoy your show. So if anybody's interested in true crime, check out IADC. So yeah. Yeah. there we go. All right, uh, so Joyride, it came out, um, let's see, I think the fall of 2001, not too long after 9-11. Kind of crazy, because I didn't, I don't remember this around that time. Perhaps I didn't see this until it actually came out on home release, which I I feel like I was probably working at the Blockbusters, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. where uh, I think I saw this movie. But do either of you have like any type of history with this at all? No, I think I saw it, I didn't see it in theaters, um... I don't know when I saw it. Maybe like a year after it was released, maybe. But okay. That's what I remember, I think. I watched this movie yesterday, and I had no memory of it. Like, I've for sure seen it multiple times, but it's just, I didn't, I think I was mixing it up with Jeepers Creepers. Like, the two, 
tangled together in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely watched it at home. I didn't go see it in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, but I do, same. I do love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good. I remember liking it. I, I feel like I might have watched it at least a couple times. Uh, I probably haven't seen it, you know, in over uh, what what are we now? Sixteen, seventeen years later. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I have not seen it probably since around the time it came out. Really. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, talk a little bit about the cast. This this movie is directed by uh, John Dahl, uh, which was surprising to me that uh, some writing credit uh, and production by uh, is actually. J.J. Uh, Abrams. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, immediately I saw the... Um, what's his thing? Is it Bad Robot or something? His He's got his own pr- uh, production company. I think it's Bad Robot. But I saw that. And I was like, oh, shit, J.J. Abrams has a hand in this. And I thought that maybe he directed it. But mm-hmm. a lot of things that he does are, are pretty good. So... Um, so I was like, okay, with that in mind, I was like, okay, I think this is going to be better than I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned um, Paul Walker... He uh, plays Lewis. Uh, his brother is Steve Zan, who makes a return to the show here. I also covered him in That Thing You Do. And Lily Sobieski, who I also love in like Glass House. Mm-hmm. And she was the friend in uh, Was It Never Been Kissed? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of movies I liked her in. I don't know, like, how come we don't see her anymore? I, I actually looked that up because I was thinking, what the hell happened to her? Uh-huh. But basically, she just had kids in Hollywood. I was just going to say, did she just yeah, have like, kids? kids and she was and... like, I'm over this. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as as some do, you know, people start their family. I was like, okay, this this is more important now. Yeah, but, you know, I I liked her. I, I remember uh, really liking her as as an actor. So it's too bad that she's not doing uh, any more work. But in this movie, they they really play her up as like a sex object here. And not, I'm not they trying did. to say that she's not, but Jesus Christ, like the first time we see her, she's in an underwear and she's got mm-hmm. makeup on. It's supposed to be like three a.m. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm just like, what what are we doing here? And that was kind of weird. I also remember her being in so much more of that movie than she actually was. Like, yeah. she was really only in it for the last 20 minutes. Like, the last half. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. She's um, Her character is very much a plot device, you know, to, to drive mm-hmm. the story. Uh, but you're right. I, I thought I remembered her being uh, in this uh, as well. Like, the third person. I mean, she's on the yeah. poster as well, you know, with the other two guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's mainly in it just in the third act. Mm-hmm. Um you know, one thing uh, I do on the show, and I f- forgot to do it because I've been on a bit of a break because, um, uh, I, well, this is going to be released way after, but, you know, Phoenix and I, we just kind of had like the fourth anniversary of this show. Uh, I think at this point, we've probably already had our 200th episode. Um, and also I was covering like that uh, YouTube show, Cobra Kai, which is like 10 episodes. So I've been extremely busy. Mm-hmm. But one thing I do on the show that I completely forgot to do is kind of take a look back at 2001, you know, and uh, <laughs> talk about some of the things yeah, in in the pop culture, at least. Uh, but the number one song at the time of this movie's release was Fallen by Alicia Keys. Oh, dang. Wow. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, that's a good-ass song. I just remember that album cover. What was it? She's, like, in an all-black suit, but, like, I feel like it's, like, an emerald green, like, corset tube top. I'm going to Google it. Google it. I want to see it. All right. All right. Continue, Peter. (laughs) Okay. While you're doing that, uh, some of the other movies that came out around, uh, or actually the same day, Training Day uh, was number one that weekend. Um, Also a great movie. Serendipity. You guys see that one? Uh, Who's in that? Uh, uh, that's um, Kate. Uh, no, uh, Beckinsale. No, no. Kate Beckinsale oh, and John yeah, Cusack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, no, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's a good one. Uh, I should watch and, it. And also Max Keeble's Big Move. That that did some numbers. So so that's a weekend. Not a, not a bad weekend. I think those movies, uh, they're, they're a thing. And Training Day, I think, uh, went went on to win a couple Oscars at least. So, so there I've, we go. I've never seen Training Day. Okay, it's not really? a tube top. Yeah. It's a emerald green. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I remember Do you that. remember this, Peter? Can you see? I could kind of see, but um, where, where am beautiful. I? <laughs> <laughs> there was a glare on it. I think I'm not exactly sure. No, but I, I could kind of see it. But uh, Alicia Keys definitely one of my favorites. Was that line that Nelly says in a song? Face like Alicia, lips like Eve. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's a girlfriend. Uh, in sync, in sync featuring Nelly. Oh yeah. I forgot they did a song together. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the line because I was just like, you know what? That would be one. I mean, those two women are beautiful as they are. You know, Alicia Keys and Eve. I think they're both mm-hmm. beautiful, but face like Alicia, lips like Eve. Hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's a combination. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, Joride. Okay. So, again, refresher for those that have not seen it in a while. Uh, Lewis, again, played by Paul Walker. Uh, he's friends with Venna, who is Lily here, and they are at different colleges. One summer, they decide to kind of hook up and head back home together. Steve Zan, who plays Fuller, he is Lewis's brother, gets arrested. Uh, Lewis decides to go pick his ass up in was it Salt Lake City or yeah. somewhere? Yes. Yeah, picks him up, and I guess we find out that this relationship it's it's a little. I don't know if they're estranged, right? They haven't seen each other like in five years, so it's a little awkward when he picks them up. But for no reason at all, well, I guess there is a little bit of reason. We'll probably get to it. But uh, Fuller decides to get a CB radio installed into Lewis's new old car. Mm -hmm. And they decide to play a prank on the wrong person. And for the rest of the movie, they are being tormented and chased after. Now, I got to ask you, is Fuller like the worst fucking brother in the world? Dude, I want <laughs> to wring his neck. I would have killed him, I think. Oh my I gosh. Gave him up. Yeah. I was like, uh, Rusty Nail, I will give you my brother if you <laughs> just leave me and Ven alone. Yeah. <laughs> he was so and- annoying. Like, just his, everything he was saying and the way he was acting, I was like, uh, nope. And then they have Paul Walker laughing at him like he thinks it's entertaining. No way that's entertaining for anybody. No. Like, I would have opened the door and pushed him out on the freeway. Yeah. I mean, the prank, okay, whatever. Like, but he, the way he was acting, he's like, just do it, just do it. Yeah, I was like screaming all the like, time. And it's like, calm down. If I say no, I'm not going to freaking do it, okay? Leave me alone. No means no. No means no. Who's the driver of this car? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I will turn the shit back around and take you to jail. Right? <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of buy it, though. You know, this uh, this brother relationship. I, I feel that Fuller has always been that brother to kind of push his younger brother into doing things. And you see that he's, you know, kind of reserved at first, but then kind of like at, at some point he'll he'll give in, you know, and I feel that's mm-hmm. kind of their relationship. Um, you know, Lewis has always been like the level-headed one, like I, you know, like, hey, this will get us in trouble. But Fuller, that's, that's why he's always in jail, because he doesn't know any better. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of see it, but Lewis is kind of an idiot to kind of continue you know, like after like all the bad things that keep happening, he continues to go through with it. Uh, at no point does he like put his foot down and say, dude, we, we need to cut our fucking ties because you're bad luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just want to st- start off with the beginning where uh, Lewis and Venna are kind of uh, kicking it up on the phone, you know. They're, so I'm, I'm trying to understand the relationship here because they've no- clearly they've known each other for a very long time. 
but they're not in a relationship. I feel, I guess, is she friend zoning him or what's going on here? What do you guys think? Mm, I think they were just friends and he had a crush on her. Yeah. But yeah, but he he like uh, uh refunds his plane ticket to go home so he can buy a car just to pick her up and go home too. Yeah, it's so funny because he's like uh, when they're on the phone, she says something and he's like, "You're cute, but not that cute." <laughs> and then she was like, uh, "She said something like, oh, uh, wouldn't it be great if you'd come if you had a car, you can come pick me up.'" And he's like, "I have a car." It's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> like, do you wish that you had that power? Sure. To, like, make a boy go buy a car that to come get power? you? Yeah. Uh, I think every girl has that power. <laughs> to get someone to go buy a car? Yeah. Okay. Bernie's delusional. I, I, think, I think she's <laughs> using some type of code. I don't know. I may be picking it up. I mean, Bernie, were you saying that women own something that is some sort of power that can make a guy do almost anything? Hmm? Am I? Never mind. I was going somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> so he buys this car. And then at some point, he talks to his parents, and they're like, hey, yep, your brother uh, has been arrested again. And I would have just left his ass in jail. Me too. You I know, don't know. I don't know why yeah. he just felt the need all of a sudden to... I get it. I get it's for the movie. But <laughs> I don't right, right, right. see the need to go and pick him up. Like, if you haven't seen him in five years, then he's been... He's probably continuously being in jail, you know, like here and there. Why pick him up now? I don't understand. I wonder if if it's because he's in, isn't he in Colorado, right? So it's it's not too far, but it is out of the way. Because where, wait, where is she? Oh, crap. Where is she? Is she in Colorado or is he in Colorado? Uh, I was so confused about where they were this whole entire movie. Yeah. Because they're going like, to New Jersey, right? Like that's the end goal? Uh, uh-huh. But I don't know where he he was at. Okay, um, okay. Salt Lake Where's... City is on the way from Colorado then. So he was at Berkeley, Justine. Is... Yeah. So was he? In oh, Cal- he was up. Okay. So where's wait. Berkeley in California? Berkeley's California. So maybe he was driving from California to Colorado to pick her up, maybe. Yeah. And then go and to then New... going to Jersey. That does a lot of driving. Jeez. Okay, that makes sense why his ticket was so expensive. You know, I mean, it's flying across the country, but I mean. I don't know if I really like a girl, but I mean, they're just like friends right now, too. Yeah. But um, I, I think, you know, a cross-country trip would be sweet, but they got to be together, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's but do it by himself. I'm sure that's why he wanted to go pick her up is so that they could have a lone time. Move their <laughs> friendship status into oh, relationship sh- status. Sorry, I hit my mic. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, And at one point, he does get pulled over and, uh, you know, the cops like, hey, you know. Well, it's funny because he he's revealing as to why, like, oh, my brother's in jail, got to go pick him up, blah, 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 all these things. Uh, and that's why I busted you. He's, and the guy's like, I'm just pulling you over because you had a broken taillight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I thought that was a little nice touch of uh, writing because that does come back later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pick up Fuller uh, at, at the jail there. What, what do you guys think about Steve Zahn? Uh, I love him, not I d- in this movie. I do love him. <laughs> He's good in that thing you do. I, he I is. love him. I that love movie. that movie. He's yeah. really funny. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I don't. I mean, I could kind of see. I mean, they try to style their hairs similarly, but I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. I couldn't really buy them as brothers. Yeah, I couldn't either. And I didn't remember they were brothers either. So me I wonder, either. I thought they yeah. were friends. Yeah. <laughs> so when they keep talking about that, you know, like I don't know. I guess we're really trying to 
I guess they're trying to make us buy in to the fact that Fuller is such such an asshole. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you could have asshole friends too that you can c- continuously do things with, you know, or that that always get you in trouble. Yeah. But the reason why I have a problem with him being the brother is just kind of what for what he tries to do later on. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. remember that either from from yeah. this movie. What? Well, let's not talk about it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. Oh, sure. But, you know, like uh, for me, you know, in 2001, I was uh, at this point, I had I had already graduated, you know. So this is uh, after the summer of my being f- free from school. So mm-hmm. I was still a very young person. And so, like, I'm sure plenty of things went over my head. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the whole brother thing, it... It was a little weird, but maybe, I don't know. If it was your best friend, you'd go pick him up in jail, too, but... Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know. How much money did he have on that MasterCard? Because he seemed to use it the whole entire time. He used time. it a lot, yeah, the whole time. Was MasterCard sponsoring part of this movie? Probably. <laughs> Probably. So let's talk about the, the CD radio that he gets installed here. So tell me if you guys think anything different, but I feel like maybe... Fuller was trying to help Lewis, you know, to get from point A to point B a lot quicker, right? Yes. Is that the point mm-hmm. of CB? Like, like, hey, yeah. He was yeah. trying to make up for... Because what did he do before that? They fought about something, didn't they? Oh, my God. I just watched this movie last night. I already forgot. They fought it's about okay. something? I watched it last night, too. They were fight. Oh, he was making fun of him because... Um, oh, because, like, friend of zoning Vena. and yeah. the car. Yeah. Yeah. And it, that, that's when he, like, pulls off to the side of the road and is like... You shut your trap on taking this car back home. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that, that, that scene. <laughs> but yeah, the, the CB radio, I, I thought it was kind of cool because I didn't know that that was a thing that, that people do. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. not on the road. I'm not a truck driver. So so basically, they were using these calls to find out ahead, you know, where the cops are, what the weather is like. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not privy to that culture. So I thought right. that was kind of an interesting ad because before we got that scene, and I noticed that they didn't have the CB radio. Like, I, I kind of misremembered that. I thought the car came with it. I think I so, thought that, too. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know what the, the writing choice was to have them, like, buy what Why couldn't it had come with it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what difference that would have made, but I just thought it was a weird scene. Like, oh, hey, I bought you a CB radio. But I, I get why they uh, uh, have it installed. Right. But, you know, obviously we get this prank gone wrong, and... I guess it's something that they've done before. Was it to a teacher or something that they had uh, Lewis call a teacher and pretend to be a girl or maybe it wasn't a teacher? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was a teacher and Lewis called, did a girl voice, but that's what he sounded like anyway. He was nine years old. Yeah. And and I I, I like that they added that. They acknowledged that, well, Paul Walker now or Lewis does not sound like a woman, so... Um, I I really like the writing in this movie, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm I'm glad that they, uh, you know, kind of mentioned that because we would have been like, well, how long ago was this? Because he sounds nothing like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but they get a hold of a you know a guy named Rusty Nail, voiced by uh, Ted Levine, who's uncredited, you know, Buffalo Bill from uh, Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and it goes wrong. You know, uh, what what does he ask Rusty Nail to do? Like meet up in a hotel and get like pink champagne. Yeah, it yeah. was um, room 17, which that was where a guy was staying that Steve, that Fuller, that Fuller got into an altercation with um, in the lobby. That was like, it wasn't a huge altercation, but that guy was just a dick. Yeah. He was like, a dick. He's yeah. racist and everything. Yeah, super yeah. racist, dick. He pushed Fuller out of the way. And it's like, bro, are you kidding me? So they 
decided to send Rusty Nail to his room with pink champagne at, what was it, at midnight? At midnight, yeah. <laughs> at midnight. You know, how relevant is that scene, you know, in terms of like today, you know, with like the racism and all that? Um, at the time of this recording recently, there was like some dude in Manhattan who was like going off of people because some customers and like staff members at this restaurant, they were speaking in Spanish. Oh my you gosh, know? yeah, he was a lawyer. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, yeah he, he was, was just a lawyer. Some, some dickhead. So very much what's going on in this scene too. The guy, I guess he was being interrupted for towels or maybe he wasn't getting towels. I kind of forget. Yeah, there was some sort of towel complaint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's calling like the, the night manager, like, you know, uh, well, just calling him like, you know, he's brown and yeah. And just and he tells uh, yeah. them that he wants to talk to the real manager, the white manager. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot that part. And so I was, just, I was just like, what is the point of this asshole? But then I forgot, you know, like the whole prank. Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we as the audience are supposed to be okay with it, that this guy was such a prick that yeah. they, uh, you know, s- set up. So what what do you guys think about the uh, the moment when Rusty Nail does show up? Oh, man. It's so scary. It's pretty tense, right? <laughs> yeah, it is super tense. And, um, man, I forgot how good this freaking movie was because I haven't seen it in a in a long time. But, um, yeah, you see them. I don't know why. Well, they turned off everything. They turned off the TV, the lights, because uh, Fuller and Lewis have the room right next door to room 17. And... Um, they turn off everything and you see because it's raining right so there's thunder and you see the thunder hit the lightning hits and you see the silhouette of rusty nail walking across their window to room 17 and so they get the the glasses (laughs) they put them up against the wall they start hearing everything and you just hear male voices and oh man it's super tense i love the morning after when they're oh oh it's scary yeah yeah, because we don't know what happened overnight, and we as the audience are kind of hearing it and seeing it from Lewis's point of view. Uh, but yeah, just to kind of touch up on that night before, you know, there's some silence, but then the music is very tense. There's a lot of like long shots, just mm-hmm. um, Fuller and Lewis reacting. So mm-hmm. you as the audience is also kind of scared too. You're like, dude, what the fuck's going to happen? And then it mm-hmm. goes silent, you know, there's some attacking. But can you imagine sitting in the movie theater, right? And Lewis makes that call to the night manager. Uh, yeah. Hey, can you can you go check on room seventeen? I heard some attacking noises, and then the night manager calls the next room. It rings a couple of times. It goes silent, and then immediately their phone rings, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I got right? super like, scared oh. Maybe last yeah. night. It was so loud. I was like, "Oh my god!" It's like a good jump scare. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. So that that was uh, shot very very well. Um, so Lewis wakes up. Fuller's talking to a a sheriff. And they find out that there was a dead body next door. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was on the highway. It was was on the highway. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he was found face down in the medium on the highway. And uh, I think what's what's funny is that Fuller is assuming the whole time that the victim is Rusty Nail. Right. And because he knows how much of the how much of a dick the other guy was. But also how big the other guy but, was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was big too. And um, come to find out, the victim is actually the dick from Room 17. And it's, I forget what his name was. Um, dick. So I thought that... Yeah, Dick, <laughs> that's his name. Dick from Room 17. Um, so I thought that was funny. And then they... What did the sheriff say? Like something about, let me refresh, refreshify your memory. Oh, and then yeah. He takes him, <laughs> so over the top. <laughs> then he takes him to the hospital and... 
the guy's in a coma and his jaw is ripped off. Yeah, it's ripped mm-hmm. off. And I was like, whole I never I don't when I was younger, I mean like when I last watched it, I didn't remember it being that graphic where yeah. you actually saw Me this, neither. Like, his, his teeth and everything. Yeah. I didn't actually remember that until I watched it last night and I was like, Holy shit, that's super graphic. Yeah. And then that that whole thing makes Lewis rat on themselves to the police. Yeah. <laughs> Tells him about the prank. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And then we get that scene with with the the other cop. The other I don't know if he's he's probably a, also a sheriff. Basically, just like yelling at them, like you know what you know how much trouble you guys caused. And um, you know, I think people can learn from this. Like, yeah, pr- pranks are stupid, man. Like you don't know. Yeah. Like you could be fucking with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You know. So I thought the reveal. I mean, I think we knew. Obviously, it wasn't Rusty Nail that was the victim, but just kind of the realization on Fuller's part, at least. He's like, fuck, I just got like, uh, what, what, how did he describe it? Uh, when, when the guy bumped him on the way out, that little altercation. But that kind of puts in perspective how Rusty Nail took on this guy and ripped off his jaw. Yeah. Like, dude, this, this other guy's got to be big. We're talking about like Kane Hodder, you know, um, mm. Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Big. Mm-hmm. So very scary. Um, when, when they were first talking to Rusty Nail and, uh, you know, as Candy Kane, and he says something like, oh, I'm not what you would imagine or something like that. Like, yeah. What did you guys picture? Like, what do you think it was that he was concerned uh, about his look? I don't know. Because I, I, when he said that, I, he's like, I don't think you would. Basically, I'm not what you expect. I don't know, expect, yeah. And um, I don't know what I thought. Maybe. Grotesque or yeah, just. I just felt like maybe old. he was disfigured or. Yeah. I, I actually um I I had pictured him as as somebody else and I don't know the actor's name otherwise I'd I'd say it but yeah I was imagining kind of this older man long gray hair maybe a beer belly but I didn't think anybody like big so mm-hmm. I didn't even uh, my perspective change once I saw how Dick looked you know mm-hmm. in the, in that bed in the hospital mm-hmm. so um, did you guys uh kind of imagine Rusty Nail as anybody? Well, now I'm just picturing what's Buffalo Bill. Okay. Oh, <laughs> well, it's his voice. <laughs> well, fair enough. There you go. Well, that's all I'm going to picture from yeah. now on. I think I just pictured like a big, gross guy. Like just a big, ugly guy. Like a big trucker. Yeah. Just a yeah. big, yeah. nasty, ugly trucker that smells like B.O., has oil on his body. I don't know why oil on his body, but. We apologize to all the truckers listening. Please do not yeah. for us. <laughs> Oh, there's truckers that listen to podcasts, too, yeah. so, mm-hmm. they, they, hey, there might be. Most of you are handsome and smell great. We're talking about <laughs> I, the I few that, that are not. I agree with that. Next thing you know, we're going to get, like, uh, iTunes reviews, you know, and Candy Cane and all that. Ooh, how scary <laughs> yeah. would that be? I mean, because there are two sequels, and I, I guess they're all Rusty Nail, too. Oh, yeah. There's th- there's a total of three movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, kind of like how we were talking about Cruel Intentions. There was also a total of three. So yeah. oh, you guys yeah. are starting a trend here. Um, <laughs> nice. So let's see here. Well, uh, what what happens after this? Um, after the, the 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 incident, they they go back on the road again, and oh, the Rusty Nail mm-hmm. figures out who they are because he's been watching. Yeah. yeah, and they come. He comes through the CB radio, and he's like, "Candy Cane, I'm looking for Candy Cane." <laughs> and you sound just like him. I am getting chills, and. 
You know what gave me chills was when he was like, "You should get your tail light fixed." Yeah, yeah. Was like, you that really... was so good. Uh, that was so good. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Yes!" And then uh, they figure out that he's following them, and so they take the next exit because they're on E, right? They're almost empty on gas. Oh, empty on gas. I thought you were yeah. talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, So they stop by the gas station, and so Steve. Uh, Fuller, I keep wanting to call him by his actor, yeah. his actual name, but Fuller stays out to pump gas, and um, Lewis goes inside to pay for it with his Mastercard. Oh, but he was also <laughs> going to use the phone to call the cops. Oh yeah, and use the phone. And so while that's happening, an ice truck pulls up, and a guy comes out with a bat, and I already know, but for some reason Fuller doesn't know. He's just using the bat to, to check tire pressure. He's hitting the tires. So that's so, something you you know of. Yeah. I I didn't know I didn't know about that, and I mis uh, I I misremembered I I thought that was rusty nail. Oh, so I know that I know yeah. that was the intent, but yeah, I again like it's been so long. So I was watching. And I was like, oh shit, what's he gonna do? And you know they, they fooled me. You know they fooled yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. And I, even like outside, I, I like how Fuller's like slowly ducking behind the car. Uh-huh. And, like the, he saw you standing there. He's such a scaredy cat. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. I would like to talk about how they were able to, at the time, pump gas and then pay after. after and how yeah. the times oh, have changed. Oh, right. yeah. you're right. You're right. You know what I was thinking? I was like, oh, man, they have to pump their own gas. Because in Oregon, you don't. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's we have so gas weird. attendants. I heard about that. We gotta how weird. We gotta move. I hate the gas station. Yeah, I there's hate a, get it out. I think there's like three or four states in the country yeah. uh, that actually they, we have gas attendants. So I think some parts because recently, like we were kind of the butt of a joke in the news. We're like, oh, Oregon is finally gonna start uh, having to pump their own gas, but we still have gas attendants. I think maybe some parts of the state, you know, um, you, you actually have to do it yourself. But I didn't have to pump my own gas until I was like 17 when I actually drove like to Washington, just right across the river. And I got gas. I'm like, oh, right. I have to get out myself. Were so, you like, how do I do this? How do I make I, this happen? I, I, yeah. Yeah. I had to learn. <laughs> Dang. I pumped gas for the first time when I was like 15. My mom made me do it. Yeah. She's like, you need to learn. Pump gas. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then forever long after that, you had to do it, huh? Yep. Yep. She made me do it. See, my mom uh, lives in Texas. Uh, shout out to Corpus Christi, uh, the Selena episode. But uh, she came <laughs> to visit me one time. And she was telling me, like, she tried to get out, pump her own gas. And like, no, no. You know, they're, like, trying to stop her and stuff. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you can't do that. You can't pump your own gas. That's so, so crazy. But, hey, it's 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 job, right? We, we're creating jobs out here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good. But anyway, yeah, I was just all like, oh, yeah, that that's a thing. I forget I forget that sometimes. <laughs> so um, Lewis pays for stuff and – or pays for gas, whatever. So he comes outside and – Fuller's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So they jump in the car, and he's like, that's Rusty Nail, whatever. So they think that the guy driving the ice truck is Rusty Nail, and they start going. And the guy runs out and, like, waves his bat, right, mm-hmm. or something, <laughs> and gets in the truck, and all of a sudden the guy in the ice truck is chasing them down. And they lead up, or they end up at a dead end. The guy comes out, and... What is it? What is it? A stupid Fuller. Or, yeah, Fuller. He's like, we have a gun. But <laughs> he's it was just his, his fingers. fingers. <laughs> 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 and then the trucker's like, well, I have a MasterCard. And, uh, oh, yeah. I, dude, when he was walking up, when the trucker was walking up, and he's like, Lewis. And he's like, he knows my name. 
growing up. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, all right. Uh, I, I had forgotten that, yeah, the the whole MasterCard deal. But even that man, even you clearly scared these guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't yeah. run out of the gas station saying, hey, you forgot your card, you know, or something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I, I get it. But I was definitely fooled. Uh, but, you know, Rusty Nail does catch up to them, runs through the freaking uh, ice ice truck. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That I don't remember crazy. that part either. Yeah. I forgot that that happened. I'm telling you, this was a whole new experience for me. <laughs> no, same, same. I mean, there's that's why I love doing this show because there's things that you know you kind of like misremember and it's like, oh, I remember this movie was good, but I don't remember the details. But I kind of forgot how this rusty nail is very much like, you know, I said it earlier, Jason Voorhees. You know, like this is something they would do. A real mm-hmm. truck driver, you know, like. Would you really go through all that damage, you know, to your own truck? Aren't aren't you making stops for a company you're working for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not you're not just a random truck driver that is lonely. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least I don't think. But if that's the case, then that'd make more sense. But I just assume he was just, you know, what? maybe that's the thing. Maybe he is just a, a lonely guy just driving a truck around. Yeah, that's what I assumed. He is just a lonely guy because because yeah, when does he have time to make his deliveries? Right, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, he's investing a lot of time going after these guys that mm-hmm. humiliated him. But okay, all right, maybe that's what it is. He's just out there lonely, looking looking for uh, his candy cane. <laughs> it's candy. Cane. See, I felt like he was like not going to be a romantic date with her. I felt like he was going to kill her. Really? Yeah. I didn't assume that. I thought he just wanted to get some. He's just a lonely truck driver. <laughs> I think he's going to get some and then kill her, right? L- yeah, listening to your guys' yeah. show, I'm sure that's not, you know, it's completely plausible. Yeah. So Rusty Nail just wants an apology. And even Lewis, you know, continues to insult him and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But it, it, is this the last scene where he does let them go? Because he, I, I'm kind of well, misremembering. They, they get chased, right? There's like a, a chase scene. He chases them with the semi. And then... Lewis gets, first of all, Paul Walker has always been a fast driver, I guess, in all the movies that he's ever done. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's well, he, he's fast and furious. <laughs> I mean, when he auditioned for this role, he's like, you guys saw Fast and the Fierce, right? I, I can totally drive. <laughs> yeah. I'm great at it. Uh, so, But he crashes into a tree and they can't get the car off. I guess it's probably a route. I don't know what they're stuck on. They can't get it off anymore. So um, what's his name? Rusty Nail brings the semi up and he starts crushing their car between the semi and, and a the tree. tree. Yeah. Yeah. And then at he kinda, one point, kinda lifts them up a little bit, yeah, right? The yeah. Car's on its side. Crazy. And the windows are breaking. Yeah. And then finally Fuller apologizes. Yeah. And that's all you wanted. Yeah. Takes off. Yep. And then he leaves them. And that's the end of the movie. And then yeah. <laughs> you know what? It could Credits have roll. ended right there. Kind of. You know, maybe. But then we uh we start off a brand new movie. You know, yeah. part two, you know, uh-huh. where they go pick up Venna. And I guess uh, Fuller kind of, you know, remembered her being not so pretty and all of that stuff. But we see, again, Venna shows up, clearly not wearing a bra. She's nipping because it's cold outside and all this. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is going on here? Uh, Nipple, we got enough... Nipples were out. Yeah, full nipples. We got enough sexiness from Paul Walker here. We, we didn't yeah. need you to Don't sexualize this, this woman. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, obviously you see Fuller having the heart on for her, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, I, I don't remember her looking like this. And we meet a uh, future roommate of Venice, right? Charlotte. She drives oh, yeah. off in a really mm-hmm. nice car. 
Shout outs to Texas again. She's from Texas. Uh, San Antonio, I think, is what she said. Mm-hmm. So yeah. again, shout out to the Selena episode, my friend Chris from San Antonio. <laughs> it all circles around. Uh-huh. Um, but then they uh, they stop at this uh, bar, right? What do you guys think about the bar scene where uh, I I forgot what was going to happen. I really thought there was going to be a fight. Oh, my this, God. Uh, me, me too. This bar patron. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. Fuller. I don't know what the hell, hell Fuller was, but... Lewis went to go and use the restroom, which I thought he was going to get attacked in the restroom. Me too. Um, but this bar patron goes up to Venna, starts hitting on her, calls her a bitch and all these things. And Fuller kind of saves the day because Lewis couldn't, you know, what was he going to do? He, yeah. he was outnumbered, one of three. Yeah, yeah there was like three people, you know, three guys surrounding him. And I was like, oh, my God, what's going to do? I, I honestly thought that a fight was going to break out. Yeah. And then I forgot that <laughs> Fuller comes and he's like... <laughs> Calls Veda. He's like, bitch. You, <laughs> <laughs> you mouthing off again, bitch. <laughs> and then he apologizes to the the uh, guy who tried to start the fight to begin with. And he's like, what did he say? He's like, I don't know. He, I mean, just, he pulled her out of the bar. Yeah. And then he pulled Ben out of the bar. And dude, oh, my God. That scene was that scene. That scene was so funny. I, um, I wonder... I wonder if like Fuller kind of learned his lesson. He's like, I'm just gonna nip this in the butt right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, sir. She is a bitch. Bitch, come on with me <laughs> yeah. now. Like, you know, he just wants to avoid any altercation. Well, I'm sure so, he doesn't um, want to go back to jail. Yeah, yeah, you that know? too. Yeah, good point. So fresh out of jail, and that's uh, that's something that the the freaking sheriff brought up too when they were interrogating him. It's like, dude, you just got out of jail like yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> already you're pulling pranks like this. Yeah, but it, it was a funny scene, and it's something we kind of needed, right? After all this like tension, um, mm-hmm. like in the first act. So this is where we get more of Fuller being ain't shit. Lewis is passed out on the bed, and I totally wanted to take advantage of him at that point. So, <laughs> but uh, Fuller decides to uh he's all like oh hey so you and venna are just friends right because if you guys are anything more than that then i I totally you know just back off but yeah he goes over to venna's room with a couple of drinks he's like hey you want to drink some more huh just one more sip yeah, you, take one more sip. <laughs> you know the whole martin lawrence thing what do you guys think about that there i i thought this was a, a very interesting spin i guess yeah i definitely thought it was fucked up on fuller's end because it's like that's uh, your brother's yeah that's your brother you know. And it doesn't matter what her title is at this point. Like, you know that he's totally into her. Yeah, exactly. Like, he knows that Lewis has a full-on crush on Venna. And um, and I think I think Lewis has shown that he's going to try to make a move to actually make their, like, to ask her out or basically move their friendship to, like, an actual relationship. And... I think Fuller fucking knows that, and he still ends up making a move on trying to do some the hookup with Venna or whatever like that, which I think is kind of fucked up on his part. But maybe that's why they haven't talked in five years. Yeah, I think I read something that there is a deleted scene where she actually does kind of, you know, doesn't like make out with him or anything like that. But I, I feel like um, the way I read it made it seem that she could have been interested in either of the guys because I don't think. Do we get the sense that she is completely like into Lewis? No. Or is she well, yeah, friend zone, right? Well, I think she was because <clears throat> she Okay, so before she answers her her hotel door or her motel door, whatever, her room door. Um, I think she assumes that that knock is Lewis and she's excited at first. Then she opens it up and she sees it's Fuller and she's like, "Oh, 
I'm turning in for the night. But didn't they almost kiss before that? Yeah, I, I feel there was like something, you know, probably because she's been drinking and maybe maybe it's uh, something where, you know, Lewis hasn't quite made the move and she's kind of been waiting for it. But yeah. here's the brother, you know, who, who's the bad boy, you yeah. know, I kind mean, of you're, funny. You're stupid to pick that earlier. Paul Walker, but whatever. Yeah. I know. Hey, same, <laughs> same. But, you know, m- maybe that's maybe that's where she is, you know. And so I, I can see why they took out that scene, because then I think it just make her more of a floozy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there was two scenes, right? Like there was two deleted scenes, one with Fuller's character and one with um well when it comes to Fuller and Lewis and Venna. I think there was two, like one with Venna and Fuller hooking up, and then one with uh Venna and Lewis hooking up. But both of those got taken out. I think so. Uh I, I read something there was like twenty nine minutes of footage taken out. I think that's including deleted scenes and different yeah. alternative endings as well. Oh, uh, yeah. which yeah, which we'll kind of talk about at the end. I didn't watch any of them, but you know, uh Wikipedia does have them up. So we find out because uh, Lewis is woken up by a call. Rusty Nail has been following them the whole time. He knows about Vanna. He's like, Bruh, your bruh is in the other room with Vanna <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Oh Let, man! Uh, let's also note here that they had thrown the CB radio out of the car window. That's right. While they were driving it a few scenes back. Oh yeah. That's, that's right. Going to come up. Yeah. Absolutely. They uh, Lewis runs over to the room, and he's all like, "Yeah, Rusty Nail just called me. Is wondering why you're in here, which is a good fucking question." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was great, and so yeah, they hightailed out of there, and then they're driving and. I like how um, Vena, she's all like, so how scared am I supposed to be here? We're like, well, what is going on? Because they haven't told her anything. Yeah. No. She just knows that they need to get out of there, but she doesn't know what kind of trouble they're in. All the while, uh, I think it's Fuller that's driving and he's seeing like each sign is being spray painted on. Check your, you know, look in your trunk, Lewis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they look in the trunk and it's the, the CB radio. I, I had forgotten that they'd thrown it out. Me so too. did you? So uh, Justine, did you remember right away, or no? I had no, no memory. I really don't remember this movie at all. <laughs> yeah, I like was just like, "What could it be?" You know, because they yeah. they say hey, it could be like a like a dead body or yeah, a head I thought it was going to be a body. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was going to be a dead body too. And... I I thought it was going to be Charlotte. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I, I thought, thought it was going to be Charlotte too. Yeah, because I knew something happened with Charlotte in the right. movie. I just forgot what. Oh yeah, because have, why no why else introduce her? Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I forgot. So when they come, when she brings it, comes back up, I was like, oh, shocked. Yeah. <laughs> this is a for whole new me, because, I mean, because it's a, you know, like a, like a road trip type, type of movie. And I, I remember just the three. So I was sitting there, you know, this is my podcast I had on. I was just like, why are they introducing this, this, this woman? They're like, oh, oh, yeah, maybe she gets killed later on. Um, so I was kind of just waiting for that to come back. But, um, yeah, it's a CB radio, so obviously they turn it on. They have no intentions on talking, but they do, you know, because mm-hmm. doesn't he catch up with them at this point? I don't know I, if he's they, I think behind so. them. I think so. I don't know. This is the point where we know that he has Charlotte now, right? Mm, yeah. Oh, he I chases he... them into the cornfield, doesn't he? Um. Yeah, I think he tells them to. No, 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 no. He tells them that he has Charlotte, and then if yeah. they need to meet him at some truck stop, that's and right. that if they go to the yeah. police, that he's gonna kill Charlotte, and then you can hear Charlotte screaming in the background, yeah, asking so, Venner for help. Yeah, and then that's when they go to the truck stop, 
and ah, uh, or the, di- the diner, yeah. yeah. And then Rusty Nell tells them to go inside, order six burgers each, six cheeseburgers, naked. So he there wants we see- them to feel humiliated like he was. Yeah. So then we see Fuller and Lewis's butts. They're naked. They go in, <laughs> and it's so funny because you see like there's a family. There's like, a few right? families. Yeah, there's, there's so many families. kids in this scene. Yeah, there's a kid, and they're like, and the father's like, Bill, Harry, cover your, cover your eyes, cover your eyes, get, get into the car, get into the car. But um, there's like yeah. two girls that come out and they're just totally like, woo. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, so while they're in the diner, Venna is talking to Rusty Nell, and she's like, I don't know what they did to you. Sometimes people do something, do things that they don't know what the repercussions are, or I don't know what the fuck she said. And then Rusty Nell's like, so, well, something, 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 so this is what you're going to do. And then she honks the horn, right? And they, yeah. uh, Fuller and Lewis, leave out of the diner, jump in the car, and then that's when they go to the cornfield. Mm-hmm. So they go to the cornfield, they park on the side, and then he's, Rusty Nell's like, you guys got to walk 100 feet, and then you're going to find where you're, li- I don't know, some bullshit. So they walk 100 feet. And all of a sudden, the fucking Rusty Nail comes out of nowhere. His big ass <laughs> semi, his fucking headlights, and starts barreling down the fucking dirt or whatever. And they're like, he's not stopping. So they start running into the cornfield. This is a pretty good scene. Yeah. It is. That's a it's really good tense. scene. Yeah. And I think this is why I confuse it with Jeepers Creepers. Because of the semi? Because yeah, they're in the cornfields. I don't know why. Are there cornfields in Jeepers Creepers? I, I don't remember. I, don't I just feel like Jeepers I feel like there is. Backwoods. Yeah. Oh. I saw the first one like a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the first one. But um, yeah, very tense. And they all split up. And I guess both guys thought that Venom was with the other. Yeah. Uh, but she, is, well, she's the one who's like, Lewis, you know, she's like, she's actually calling out their names. And mm-hmm. the guys, I think they're pretty quiet. So that's how Rusty Nail finds her, takes her and takes off. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, the brothers were able to get a hold of Rusty Nail again. And then that's when he tells them, all right, you can go into the next town, room 17. Oh, and bring a pink uh, champagne, too. It's my favorite. Yeah. And they have to steal a, a truck because Rusty Nail set their his car on fire. Again, great writing and a, another great funny scene. Yeah. Right? We, mm-hmm. we kind of need this with all this tension building up. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I like the little bit of a roller coaster ride here. Yeah. So when we get this high tension scene, we get a little, uh, you know, comedic relief here. So they're trying to steal this truck. Uh, hello. Hey. Hey. Need some help? <laughs> you know, I think we're fine. You know, damn Ford won't start. And he wonders why I drive a Chevy. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I got some jumper cables. No hook you up. Oh, no. No, really, I think we're all right. Things are flooded, right? You'll get it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take it and turn it all the way off. Right. Then on. Uh, I'm going to show you. I mean, he knows. You got to hesitate for two seconds. There it is. All right, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So that was pretty funny, and clearly the guy was drunk too. I thought that uh-huh. was yeah. it was pretty hilarious. That, that scene was so funny. He's like, "You got to turn the key, turn it off, and then turn it all the way on." Like two second hesitation. Like, yeah, <laughs> so good. So funny. He was so good. So they get the truck started, and then they head to, and they don't know what hotel to go yeah, to. Tell them. Yeah, there's like six of them there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So you see them rushing to all these hotels or all they these have hotels. to be there by midnight. Yeah. And it's close to midnight. So they're knocking on all the door 17 and <laughs> black guy comes out. I said, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems funny. So they run to the next one. And I had to pause on this one or had to go back because I was like, this guy looks familiar. They go to a. It's an old uh, man, right? Not not the old man. It was the oh. two mar- the two marines. Oh, oh one was Jay Hernandez. Right? Yeah, and I was yeah. like, holy shit, that guy looks familiar. That's another sexy ass man right there. Yeah, yeah he's he is so sexy. <laughs> and, oh, um, uh, he's gonna be coming out with the new show, the um, Mag- Magnum PI. Oh, really? He's he's a new Magnum PI. Yeah, oh, on he's CBS. So, he's so hot. I might have to watch so, that. I'm, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. They leave there, and then I think the next one they get it right. Right, the next one is the last motel. It's across. The, they see another one across the street. Yeah, it's like yeah. one last one. I think it is the fourth one. Uh, and by that point, I think they were either one or two minutes late. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this whole time, Rusty Nail is saran uh, wrapping, saran wrapping <laughs> but but they want to make you think that it's tape. Right. Right. But uh, anyway, he's saran wrapping Venna too. He has his whole like contraption. He's saran wrapping her to the chair, wooden chair, and then he the Daryl double barrel yeah the double barrel shotgun in the dresser in one of the drawers ties the tape to that ties it to the handle too much home alone yeah there's so much shit going on basically if they open the door it's gonna shoot Venna in the face yeah she's gonna gonna be blasted. And then, uh, oh, and then Rusty Nell calls the police. Oh, wait. Also, also, he nailed the, chair. the, the, the chair. chair legs yeah, yeah. to the floor. To the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I missed that part. And I kept thinking, why doesn't she just tip herself over? Right. Duh. duh. What, were, what were you doing, Justine? Well, you know how I watch things. You don't watch them. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Rusty Nell calls the cops and he's like, I want to report a couple of dead bodies. And then he hangs up. So... What happened? What happened? They so they find and they don't open up the door. They no, they go to room seventeen first. And but it's empty, right? He's not in there. Yeah, and, and I, then, Paul Walker walks in with that pink bottle of um, wine as a weapon. Yeah, he's like holding, <laughs> holding it up against his, <laughs> holding it uh, like, above like his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, why does I don't know? He calls Fuller, them, right? Does well, he call them? I don't think so because I know Fuller does get to the right room. But he distracts. Yeah. So he calls room 17 and they're listening. They're talking to him. Paul Walker's got him on the phone. Oh, they're, and they're trying listening to find out what room he's Oh, that's right. Because he kept on like covering the receiver, you mm-hmm. know, and they still kept on like uh, And like planning. talking very loudly still. Oh, like, like go, yeah, go outside. It's like, okay, everybody so heard stupid. you. Yeah. This movie is so dated. You guys. <laughs> yeah. Like that <laughs> opening scene with the disc man and all oh, that. Yeah. This movie is so dated. So um, Fuller goes to the back right he goes to the back well, he crossed past the window in the front which was hilarious oh yeah he, like spider yeah. crawled yeah. across the floor so he goes to the back and then he is looking through the cracks of the window yeah right? of the window the, like, the bathroom window I and think. then all of a sudden rusty now comes out of nowhere and then he punches the Ooh, the wind scary. punches the window yeah that was scary punches the window comes through and i he beats the shit out i think of fuller right and then yeah. he, he pins falls, his yeah he falls his, back and gets a rod through his, his leg. leg yeah and um, which he eventually, which Rush Nail ends eventually ends up bending. So which, that- how strong are oh, you? Man. Yeah, how strong are you? <laughs> You're bending. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that is average strength because wasn't Paul Walker able to unbend it at the end? 
Uh, eventually, I, I think yeah. eventually, yeah, to to pull him out. That, yeah, that oh, that scene was um well done and well shot. I mean, is that a rod in his pants or is he happy to see me? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think the latter. Dad jokes. I just want to throw that in. You said a rod, and I was just like, hmm, I can enjoy a joke rod, there. penis. Yeah. Um, but uh, good, you know, I, I'm glad that Fuller got some type of pain inflicted on him just for all the shit that he's gone through oh, already yeah. or yeah. put Lewis through. Yeah. Yeah. So Lewis finds Fuller, right? In the back. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get him off. and Or he sees him hanging on the. On the other side the of the fence. The wooden fence, yeah. Mm-hmm. He sees him hanging, so he pulls him down, and he lands on the floor, and then he's like, you got to get Venna. Uh, oh, well, by this time, the police show up. And they're knocking and down. And they're beating down the doors, because the the main person in the office is dead on the floor. Yeah. That's so right. they're like, shit, Ooh, went down blood. here. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So and they start kicking down doors, and they're counting down, right? Yeah, they're counting down. From 19, like 21. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 21, good. And, like, you see Venna's face, and she's like, fuck. Like, yeah. there's a... She keeps dropping, like, the nail she's pulling out of, like, the seams of the chair, too. Uh Oh, yeah. She dropped, like, three of them. Yeah. Yeah. And you see just the terror in her face. And um, I think Lewis, does he crawl through the window? Yeah. He crawls through the window that was already broken because he doesn't open the front door um, because Fuller had warned him ahead of time already. So Lewis crawls through the window, gets Venna, and just as soon as he is able to pull the chair down, the cops open up the door to that room and the fucking shotgun goes off. Yep. And uh, and they, they think that they're being shot at, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And um, and so they, they kick the door open and on the ground is, you know, Venna tied up in a chair and also uh, Lewis. So it looks bad. Yeah, it looks really you know, bad. So immediately they think it's Lewis and, you know, he's got his hands up. And look, this is white privilege here because yep. he gets up and turns around and runs off and they still don't shoot him. Yeah. yeah exactly. I was All so those surprised. Cops there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the semi is coming, Fuller's warning them, and that's when the cops, you know, they they follow them out there and they're like, shoot a semi. I thought he was going to run down the cops. I really did. Yeah, me too. I thought so too. Well, he did, didn't he? Well, they got out of the way. Yeah. I thought he was going to like plow into the plow. Yeah. Into yeah. They, they shot at him, you know, eventually uh, uh, killed him. Um yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, like, they open up the car door. They see Charlotte, you know, tied up in the back. Now, I feel like there was a, a bit of a focus on, like, the wristwatch. Yeah. Yeah, because, because when he handed him the MasterCard, the ice trucker. Right. When he hands Lewis the MasterCard, you see the watch on That's his wrist. watch. Okay, and that was I missed the, that part. Yeah. I remember him handing him the card, but I totally missed the wristwatch because when it shows later... I remembered that that you know that he ends up living, and mm-hmm. obviously there's you know part two and part three, but uh, I was just like, what did, what did I miss about the wristwatch? You know, so yeah. some good callbacks. I could see how someone could overlook that detail because you're not paying attention to somebody's watch, you know, when right. they can't. Uh, so, but um, I like that just in case you caught it, it missed it. Just in case you didn't yeah. catch the watch, they end up saying, oh, some guy who, some ice trucker from whatever, right? Yep. you know, and then you're like, oh, shit, the guy who drove the ice truck with the bat yeah. earlier. Um, but I thought that was awesome that they did that. It's a really nice touch because, you know, as, as the audience, you feel rewarded by like, oh, shit, I saw that watch earlier. Yeah. You know, and they just kind of linger on the shot just a little bit. But you're right. That, that, that drop line about the ice truck is what it was. So I guess at one point... I guess, well, he drove through the ice truck, 
not maybe killing the guy at the point at that point saves his body for this very moment because right? that was a while ago right because they had to go pick up vena and all yeah. that so they had this decomposing body so i don't know yeah that's you know plot point but you know it's it's fine and so i guess i forgot how abruptly it kind of ends but before the credits scroll we get another call in the ambulance on the cb and they find out that rusty nail had had lived yeah and he says his famous line. He's like, something about rain. And then he said, it keeps everyone in sight. Wipes everything clean. And then it ends. And I was like, ah, such a good ending. <laughs> it is. It was really good. Yeah. Um, and kind of crazy how, why is Ted Levine, why was he uncredited? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That's I feel weird. that's some sort of like SAG thing. Like, you know, if he's got lines, he should be credited. So... I don't know. Maybe they did it for the movie to make it like more mystique to it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And didn't they have to do his voice um, post production? Yeah, yeah. It was all post, so it, it was probably somebody else. Maybe even the guy who was the the physical actor. Maybe it was mm-hmm. just him. Well, no, it doesn't matter because it's just CB radio. Yeah. <laughs> so they just yeah. added in afterwards. Yeah. Um. So they they probably have like the director, you know, calling out on the the loudspeaker or something, and they probably just mm-hmm. react to it. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine. So um, that wraps it up. Anything else uh, we missed that you guys want to bring up before we talk about maybe some of the alternate endings? I thought Fuller died. You thought I would have been okay died? with that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I thought someone died. No one really died. No. Just no. that asshole in the beginning and then the trucker. Yeah. And they should have killed one of the three of them. They should have. Yeah. They should have kill- killed, killed Fuller. They should have killed Vena. Yeah. Wow. Veta for maybe picking both brothers. (laughs) Um, We talked about this before we started recording, but the LED lights on the CB radio. Oh, right. Yeah. So I found this on IMDb, which I thought was pretty cool. So throughout the movie, the first four indicator lights change colors and like in nearly every scene. So there's like fucking a lot of colors. But, um, they go to the LED lights go from amber to green to red, which amber indicates that the signals are weak, and then green is medium strength, whatever, and then red is very close. So you kind of see through the lights of how close Rusty Nell is actually getting to them, if that makes sense. So when the it lights does, are yeah. when the lights are red on the CB, Rusty Nell is super close to them, which probably behind them or whatever. So I thought that was pretty cool. But um, Justine mentioned they don't tell you that in the movie. So how the yeah, hell are you supposed, supposed to know? know? We are not yeah. truck drivers. I don't have a CB radio. Yeah. But uh, just in case people are super observant and they're like, why did these fucking well, LED the lights keep watch changing it, like, I'll look out for it, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh. I think I think that's super cool. Like they really play with your senses here, sight and audio. You mm-hmm. know, not only are you hearing whether or not his reception like his, um, we'll just use reception. Reception, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, you know how clear he comes in. Clearly, he mm-hmm. is within that five mile radius. You know that uh, Lewis drops, um, and if it's distorted, he's probably a lot further away. So not only are we listening, you know, maybe it's a, another visual thing that they're playing with, where the filmmakers are like, well, there, there's got to be something that they can look at too. So yeah. even if they don't pick up on it, we actually, you know, we get to see the the blinking light. So it's audio and visual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty awesome because I didn't even I didn't even notice that the colors were different every every almost every scene. 
until I saw that on IMDb. And so now next time I'll look out for yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, or just watch a YouTube clip. But I, th- I thought this movie was good. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that, I mean, and I'm not surprised, but um, Joyride 2 and 3, they uh, each movie focuses on completely different people. But I would have been okay with another Lewis and Venom because this is not over. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, why does Rusty Nail stop tormenting them? Or, or yeah. even Fuller at that. You know, why couldn't we start off a, a part two? Different actors, you know, if if they want to do it that way. Um, but maybe Fuller has died. And now it's Lewis and Venna on the run again until they're just all dead. Yeah. I do wish that there was a part two with just the three of them again. So, but it was just different people. And I never watched them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. So. Um, I mean, I guess the same reason why n- neither of us went to watch like uh, Cruel Intentions 2 or 3, right? That's true. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, another interesting tidbit is that in, I think in the UK and Australia, they renamed the film Roadkill instead oh. of Joyride because Joyride, I guess, is seen as a very negative thing because Joyride in the States is like, okay, you're having a a, a good time driving from state to state, whatever, right? Hmm. Hence okay. Joyride. But a Joyride in the UK and Australia is like stealing, like, kids stealing cards and dumping them and just like a negative, I guess, a negative title. I thought Joyride was also negative here. Like, isn't it kind of like usually associated with like a stolen car and all, all their, they, they're not using it for any nefarious reasons. It's just, you know, they, they stole a car and just went out for like joyriding. Oh, I could I be know. wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't know legal stuff. You guys might know a little bit more than that uh, of that than me. I don't know. I always thought joyriding was just like the movie, just driving from state to state and whatever. Yeah, Having we'll have to look time. that up. Yeah. Uh, so a couple alternate endings here. So again, there's a, there's a 29-minute long alternate ending, uh, four other shorter endings. Uh, the main one, uh, which we see here, um, let me see, wait, let me read this. The, the main one featured Rusty Nail's shotgun suicide and numerous bodies are found by the police in his trailer. So he kills himself <sighs> in, in one. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. Because I don't think justice is served there if he takes his own life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one featured Rusty Nail being arrested. Um, so that sounds like a brief one. That would be lame because he still lives, but uh, he doesn't get his comeuppance. Uh, another one. This one I like. Another one being uh, beaten in a fight with both Thomas brothers. Uh, another. Oh, okay. So what do you think about that? Let's just start there. Him getting beaten to a pulp basically by Lewis and Fuller. You wouldn't buy know. it. No. Fuller's too much of a pussy. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I could buy it. I think Rusty Nail is just way too. I imagine him just being this big guy. I mean, he was able to rip someone's jaw off. Right. Like, so just, I wouldn't like, buy flicking them to the side if they came at him. What's that? They would just flick him away. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Or he would flick them away. Yeah, you'd flick them away. Bye. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that. I okay. love. I love the ending that they chose. Okay. There is one more uh, okay. where. He is blown up in his truck. I would have liked the ending where the semi crashes into Fuller and kills him. <laughs> okay. Uh, still impaled with the rod in his yeah. pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that would have made okay. me happy. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. I wouldn't have, mind- I wouldn't have uh, minded that ending. Yeah, it would have been a good ending. Um, I do like the ending that, that it ended with, though. Uh, I don't know if I would have liked that Rusty Nell would have blown up with his truck. I think. 
I don't I don't know. Well, then they couldn't do two and three, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's why they all got eliminated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, but why would, it, it wouldn't make any sense, because why would he do that to him, himself? Like, why would the, why would the truck, the truck blow up? Was it something that he did intentionally? Rusty Nail? Oh, it, you know, it's probably just one of those say? plot devices where it just blows up, and then you're like, wait, how did that happen? Oh, filmmakers um, didn't think that far. <laughs> it just blew up. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that either. I don't know. Yeah, that could be it. So on the show, you know, we don't do ratings, but we do talk about uh, the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. They were pretty good for being Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, like for because usually Rotten Tomatoes always gives review like twenty six percent. What were they? Because I didn't look. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a uh, pretty positive. Uh, on IMDb, the average rating was 6.6, right, out of 10. And on Rotten Tomato, it was fresh at 73%. So that's actually pretty oh, good. Yeah, that's I think good. that's pretty good for yeah, Rotten so, Tomatoes. Especially for yeah, the type so. of movie that it is. And it's a horror movie. Yeah. So I really, never get good rating. I think what I really love about this movie is that it has a good balance between comedic relief and thriller and yeah. tense and you horror. You took the words out of my mouth. I was about and to say that. Very well it's balanced. It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Nothing is cheesy, right? No. Like nothing was ex- no. uh, was very forced. Like the truck driver part, that's probably my favorite because he's drunk and I don't know if he was ad libbing, just like oh, a little hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of that, that that was that was great. Um, the one that might have been a little over the top was just when Fuller was just like, "Hey, bitch, you talking again? Like, come on, bitch, or whatever like that." <laughs> yeah. Like I thought it was funny, but I was just kind of I don't know if it was the delivery or you know there was something a little off about that, but I still found it funny. I think that was part of his character, though. Like, I don't know. Just because, over the top? Yeah, because I think he was very very loud and, uh, I don't know if obnoxious, but he was just very loud throughout the movie. And, uh, you know, when he was yelling at Lewis, just do it, just do it. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It was, I thought that scene was fine. It was fucking hilarious. I laughed so hard. Bitch. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Now she's been doing it all day. <laughs> Calling Justine, bitch. Where are you mouthing off again, bitch? Oh no! <laughs> I love it. I want to hear that. All right. So, <laughs> ladies, as always, I want to thank you guys uh, for for coming on the show. Um, I have a blast every time you guys are on, and also when listening to you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, we always have a good time. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate. I hope so. You know, for you guys to keep coming back. So. Um, and not just just because you feel bad or something like that. But no way, we gotta we gotta see what other movie. What's our next I know, movie? What's, what's next? <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like we talked about Strangers, right? Oh yeah, Strangers. Oh god, that movie. Okay. I I uh. know. I keep saying that. Um, you know I, that you guys have a list. You guys do have a list. It's it's in our group message. I just got to yeah. go in there and just start writing them down. But because yeah. um, you guys come up with a lot and. And sometimes I steal them right out of your show. You know, when you guys are like, oh, what's that movie? And I'll, I'll message you guys and be like, hey, mm-hmm. so you guys talked about that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, maybe next time you guys come up with a movie and you're like, oh, that's a good movie. Like, Peter, write that down. You know, and then I'll be like, oh, okay. You know, so. But yeah, I maybe that one. We'll definitely talk about it. Uh, but for the listeners that maybe want to check out your show if they haven't already, can you tell them where to, where to find it, the one-stop shop and all that good stuff? Yeah, so we're at itsaboutdamncrime.com. Uh, you can listen to us there. You can find all our social media there. Just go there. Yeah. <laughs> and then click on everything. Now, yep. one of the things that a lot of your listeners say, especially in the um, in your reviews, 
they often say that you know you guys present uh, cases that you know not a lot of people uh, have heard of. So for those that want to check out your show and you know maybe don't know where to start off with, is there a, a recent episode that you guys were particularly um, happy with that maybe hey this this would be an excellent one? Oh, I don't know. Uh, what's the last one we just did? This what recent the, one was good. The Millie oh, yeah, one yeah. or um oh my god. Don't judge me that I don't remember who we no, did. No, I don't even remember on. either. Because we're supposed to be uh, recording it was the Horn episode to this. Episode. This last Tre- one Trevor good. Horn, yeah. It was episode Trevor and Millie Horn, 64. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. That was a good one. Just I did enjoy that one. I yeah. cried. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. But we're fun. But I cried. Yeah. And so. <laughs> personal opinion, I don't think you guys need to do the little disclaimer about not being PC. Again, it's a comedy show. People should already understand that. But but I understand why, you know, oh, one yeah. person ruins it for everybody sometimes. Yeah. Not a lot of people understand that we're a comedy show and we just say whatever, outlandish whatever things. Whatever comes to mind. Yeah. So we have to give that disclaimer so protect yeah. ourselves. <laughs> I mean, I don't hear people complaining about, you know, some of the other shows where the host, they always drink, right? Mm-hmm. You guys aren't always drinking, but when you do, it seems, you know, somebody seems to have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off. You know, go, <laughs> go find a prude <laughs> show or something. Jeez. There you go. Um, but thank you, ladies. Uh, again, can't thank you guys enough. Um, but for me, you know, if you guys want to get a hold of me, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Podstalgic. Uh, I have a group page, Podstalgic and Friends, where I just post everything that I do, whether it's guest spots you know, uh, other shows I produce on other podcasts that aren't like my main four, like uh, TV Ate My Brain, for example. If anyone's been following me on there, I've been covering uh, YouTube's exclusive Red series, Cobra Kai, which is extremely funny and so good. So if you like at least the very first Karate Kid movie, check out Cobra Kai. You won't regret it. And that'll be it. Thanks, ladies. We'll hope to see you guys in the very near future. And uh, that'll do it. I want to thank everyone for supporting the show. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. You gonna say bye? <laughs> That's bye. <fine. laughs> Peace, Peter's <laughs> listeners. Bye. Show me all your thoughts. Show me what you feel. Show me am I right? Show me how you need. Give me all you've got. Show me where to start. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.